In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of the first month of the Coptic year. That's why the Church is speaking to us today about how to begin this new Coptic year in the fear of God. You heard in the psalm how abundant is the multitude of your goodness, O Lord, which you have laid up for them that fear you. So God actually wants us to walk in his fear, in his love, to repent and to start this new year with godliness and fear of God. And usually God sends us messengers to remind us how important to repent and to walk in his fear. So the Lord sent John the Baptist to preach repentance. His ministry was summarized in this sentence, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Even his baptism was called the baptism of repentance. But the people actually divided. Some people accepted the will of God for themselves and responded to the message of John the Baptist by repenting and walking in the fear of God. But other people rejected the counsel of God and did not repent. Because John the Baptist was a very ascetic person, they said he has a demon, and they did not follow him. Then the Lord came by himself, and he took another lifestyle. He was not like John living in the wilderness, or living ascetic, or a very ascetic life, but as the Lord Jesus said about himself, he was eating and drinking, socializing with the people, accepting invitation, going to their houses, eating with them. So they said about the Lord, look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. And that's why, although the same message, the same message of John the Baptist is the same that was preached by the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. That's why the Lord told them, To what then I shall liken the men of this generation? And what are they like? They are like children sitting in marketplace and calling to one another, saying, we played as a flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourned to you, and you did not weep. Because God sent to them John the Baptist, neither eating or drinking, they rejected him and his ministry, and said, he has a demon. Then the Son of Man came, eating and drinking. They said, look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. This actually what we call it negative interpretation. Negative interpretation. When you interpret 
the behavior of other usually and always in a negative way. If a prophet came living a very ascetic life, you say he has a demon. When Christ came friendly and talking with the people to encourage them to repent, they said a glutton and a wine-bibber man, friend of tax collector and sinners. And we can see this in the church. Some people usually and always criticize the servants, the clergy. They have negative interpretation and negative perception. And when you always negatively interpret others, you will not benefit from the message that God is sending to you. If Abuna is strict, they say he doesn't have love. He actually pushing the people away from the church. And if Abuna is permissive, you say he is not disciplined. There is no structure in the church. Everything is allowed. Negative interpretation also can harm our relationship. Like in marriage, when a spouse always, always interprets the other spouse negatively, whatever he or she does is perceived and interpreted negatively. This can harm and ruin the relationship. Also when children interpret their parents' behavior negatively, when parents actually are protective of their children, they negative the parents as suffocating them, not understanding they, they love them and they care about them. What are the reasons of negative interpretation? Why we sometimes or some people always actually negatively interpret others' behavior? There are three main reasons behind negative interpretation. The first reason, the lack of love. Because as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, love does not assume evil. When you love somebody, you will not interpret his behavior negatively. But if you don't like this person, or if you hate this person, Always, always, you are interpreting the behavior of this person in a negative way. Because you are looking at him through filters, through glasses on your eyes, the filters of hatred, the filter of trying to find an, a fault to this person. As we read about the priests and the high priests, the scribes and the Pharisees, how they were lying in wait to catch the Lord Jesus Christ with a word that he might say. So negative interpretations, because my heart is not pure. My heart is not a loving heart. The second reason behind negative interpretation is self-righteousness. When you see yourself righteous and you are better than others, like the Pharisee who entered the temple to pray and said, God, I thank you. I fast two days in the week 
I tithe all what I have and I'm not like the sinners and the tax collector. Self-righteousness make the person blind to any goodness in the others and they see them as evil. They see them as bad. That's why they always, always interpret their behavior in a negative way. After three weeks, the last Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Tut, the gospel will be about the sinful woman in the house of Simeon, the Pharisee. And you can see the difference between the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the whole, all holy, his God, and Simeon the Pharisee, who is a self-righteous man. The Lord saw this sinful woman as a woman who loved much and who is living life of repentance. But Simeon, because of his self-righteousness, he saw this woman as a sinful woman. How she dared to come into his house, a righteous man. And not only he judged and condemned this woman, but he judged also the Lord Jesus Christ and did not perceive him even as a prophet. He said, if he was a prophet, he would know what manner of woman is she. In his self-righteousness, didn't see Christ as the Messiah, as God who became man, or even as a prophet. In his eyes, he is less than a prophet. Self-righteousness. And we can see it in relationships. If a spouse is self-righteous, then he sees everything he does is perfect. And everything the other person is doing is wrong all the time. And that's why this person always negatively interpret the behavior of the other person. And the third reason, what we call it self-fulfilling prophecy. What do I mean by self-fulfilling prophecy? I make a diagnosis about another person or I analyze his behavior in a certain way or I perceive this person as a bad person, a wicked man, an evil person. So now it became like a prophecy or a theory in my mind. Then I want to prove this theory to be accurate and to be correct. So I have to interpret every behavior in a way to make this theory about this person is a bad person is true. That's exactly what happened during the trial of our Lord Jesus Christ. They made a theory about him, a prophecy about him, that he is a blasphemer. He is a man who made himself God. That's why when they asked witnesses to come, they tried to prove this theory. And until Two persons came and they said, we heard him saying, I will destroy the temple and build it in three days. And then the high priest asked the Lord, who are you 
are you the son of God? Then the Lord Jesus Christ said the truth, he is indeed. So he tore his clothes and said, we don't need any witnesses. Didn't you hear his blasphemy? He's a blasphemer. So they were just trying to justify. They made a theory, a prophecy about him, and they want to fulfill the theory. The same, one thing actually that bothers me a lot during these days, how people diagnose each other. In, in family counseling and in marriage counseling, many people come and they say, Sayyidna, my spouse is borderline personal disorder. My spouse is bipolar. My spouse is narcissistic. My spouse is... Who gives you the right to diagnose the other person? What is the knowledge that you have? Since you just read some articles on, on the internet, you give yourself the right to diagnose the other person. And then once you diagnose him or her, then you want to prove that your diagnosis, your prophecy is right. Then actually you will interpret every behavior from this filter. You will see this person through this filter and you want to prove yourself right. So any behavior the person is doing, you will interpret it because he is bipolar, because he is narcissistic, because he is whatever. This actually very damaging to relationship. A loving person wouldn't do this. And we need actually to get rid of negative interpretation. Negative interpretation actually stood as an obstacle, a stumbling block in the repentance of these people. When God sent them John the Baptist, they did not listen to him because they said he has a demon. Who will follow a person who has a demon? And when God the Father sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to save the world, Again, they rejected his ministry and said about him, he is a glutton, a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. So negative interpretation actually can be a hindrance to your repentance, can be a hindrance to your eternal salvation. I want you to examine yourself today and see if your behavior with others has negative interpretation or not. How you interpret your spouse, how you interpret the ministry of the church, how you interpret Abuna, how you interpret even God. Sometimes we say, God doesn't like me. God is angry with me. God hates me. See your relationship with others. And sometimes we negatively interpret ourselves. We hate ourselves and we negatively interpret ourselves, I am a failure. I cannot overcome this sin in my life. You need actually to examine yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to examine yourself. Whether in your relationship with others you have any signs of negative interpretation or not. And then you examine the roots, why? Is it because of self-righteousness? Is it because lack of love? Is it because of 
self-fulfilling prophecy. You want just to justify yourself that you are right. The children of God justify the wisdom of God, not themselves. The wisdom is justified by all her children. But we want to justify ourselves, not the wisdom of God. When the tax collector and the sinners repented by the baptism of John the Baptist, the Bible said about them, they justified God. Even the tax collector justified God having been baptized with the baptism of John. What does mean justify God? They proved that God is just and right. He is faithful in his promises. He will forgive our sins when we repent and return back to him. But we like to justify ourselves, not to justify God. See what are the roots of your negative interpretation. Lack of love, self-righteousness, or self-fulfilling prophecy. And after you examine yourself and find out the root, offer repentance. Go into your inner room. Get on your knees. Ask God to give you a pure heart, to give you a pure eye, so you can see everyone as a pure. As the Bible says, everything is pure for those who are pure. To find excuses for the people. I'm not saying to be in denial. The Lord knew that this sinful woman in the house of Simon the Pharisee was a sinner. But he also considered her love and her repentance. So I'm not saying just to be in denial, no. But to look at the good characteristic in other people. Because love does not assume evil. In this way, actually, you will build relationships. You will build a good relationship with God with others and with yourself too when you get rid of the negative interpretation you will build a good relationship with God with others and with yourself and thus you can actually fulfill the two greatest commandments love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself and this is the road to salvation this is the road to the kingdom of God May the Lord help all of us to know whether we have tendency to negatively interpret others. And may He help us to repent from this sin that can actually destroy our life and destroy our relationship. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.